I think just taking it down to like complete basics and just like you're stripped of your clothes, you're stripped of your work uniform, you're stripped to your your building uniform, whatever. You're you're just it's right down to basics, and it's fucking cold. So you've you've got you've got nothing to prove. You're you're on the same page as everyone. Welcome to the Degrees of Health podcast. This week, we had the pleasure of speaking with Mark Miller. After experiencing some difficulties of his own mental health and struggling to find a sense of belonging, he founded the Edinburgh Blue Balls. The Edinburgh Blue Balls is a weekly men's mental health and cold water dipping group. I learned a lot from my conversation with Mark, but what I found particularly inspiring was one, how Mark started the group by not being afraid to be completely open in himself. And two, how one group of men swimming in cold water from Scotland is inspiring men all over the UK to start or join a men's mental health group. More men under the age of 45 are sadly lost to suicide than any other cause. There has never been a greater need to return back to our communal rivers. As the late great author Jane Howard said, call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe. Whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. With that, here's my conversation with Mark Miller. Mark, thanks for doing this, first of all. It's really, um, really excited about this. It's, uh, it's been really, really, um, really cool learning about Edinburgh Blue Balls and uh, just reading all, all through the website. I was especially pleased to hear the, uh, the Budgie Smuggler merch <laughs> thing. How, how did the Budgie Smuggler collaboration come about? How did, how did that go? Um, I, I don't know. I think it was, it was very strange because the, the first picture I ever posted, I posted it on my my regular photography Instagram and I posted some, I, I decided I wanted to start up a, a men's mental health swim group and uh, I didn't know how to do that. So I po- the, the first picture I posted up on my own uh, Instagram was some rather dodgy picture of me looking pensively into the distance uh, with a pair of budgie smugglers on. Yeah, <laughs> asking, good. <laughs> asking people to come down for to see if I would see if I could find anyone that would actually come and swim with me. Basically, that was like there was I didn't I didn't have any support or group round about me, so that was my kind of cry for help, and that was my one picture that I posted. And then when it came to the, the I think the first group, there was about eight people that actually joined that I had no idea who they were. They just saw my random post and with all the tags that went along with my post, they came along and I was there in a big pair of baggy board shorts for my first dip. And then everyone started showing up in their speedos and their budgie smugglers. So I think kind of from there, uh, people just started getting really into the, the budgie smugglers. And and then I think uh, we, we, we did our own custom design and uh, we we have that with budgie smugglers, and then they came along, and they've kind of asked us to do a few things. They they asked us to do a thing with uh, Loose Heads as well, which is a very good kind of charity organisation that they're trying to get a, a a mental health person in every single rugby team in every every rugby team in in the country. So we did a collaboration with Loose Loose Heads and budgie smugglers, and uh, we got a a very fit uh, young rugby player down to, to do some pictures next to a couple of middle-aged men and budgie smugglers, which was, which was love fun. Love it. Love <laughs> it. The, uh, I love budgie smugglers. I think they're like an ode to not taking yourself too seriously. Yes. I exactly. just, and I, I love the whole ethos of, uh, you know, they do the, the, the world's most ordinary rigged competition. And yes. It's brilliant. We had, we had quite a few blue ballers enter that. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. <laughs> the, 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 there's, there's, there's such a great, uh, the, the group is so inclusive just now and well it always has been but the the amount of like straight people bi people trans people that come and, sw- and swim with us but it's amazing now to see the amount of straight guys that are posting links to budgie smugglers and posting pictures of their new budgie smugglers to the the chat with all the the, the gay guys and there i think that just that there has just blown my mind because i just never coming from a very small town in Scotland, I just never thought I would see the day where I would see like straight people showing off their budgies to, uh, uh, to everyone. And uh, that is just beautiful to me. That's it's such a nice thing to see that happening. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. So from a small town in Scotland to suddenly sharing a lone photo of yourself in budgies, yeah. asking random strangers to come and <laughs> jump in some cold freezing water with you. Sounds so bad. How, 
how does that come about? How did you, how, where does small town Mark go from posting a picture on his budgies asking people to come and swim with him? How do you get there? Uh, well, I think I, I just got kind of caught up. I was in like, you know, mid forties and I got caught up with, with life, uh, having kids. And uh, I, I tended, I, I would, I didn't have a good support group around me and I, I probably needed that at the time. And I, I tended to, I was partying and uh, doing doing things I shouldn't have been doing and going out and just partying to extreme and kind of not not listening to my own problems or just kind of hiding my own problems through that. So uh, I, I I was going through a, a, a splitting up from a, a kind of long-term partner as well. So, and I realized I just, all my friends I could call up to go out for a drink or a beer with, but if I wanted to speak to anyone, I didn't really have that support i didn't have anyone i could call up and say look I'm, I'm in the shit i need i need to talk to someone uh so i think and i had i'd i'd been a member or i'd i'd, I'd tried doing a few men's talking groups which is where you you sit around a table and everyone kind of talks about their problems which is which is amazing and it's such a good thing for some people there's a lot of there's a lot of good clubs out there but we we would always be given a topic the week before, and we had to we had to come we had to talk about that topic. So you had a week to think about the topic, and then sit down at the table. And I just I just made up things because I like I was just so like I just hate being the center of attention and talking in front of a group of people. So I, I needed something more organic. Where I I thought about going for like a hike or a, a running club or something like that, but I. At the time, uh, and I live, I live very close to the beach, and I used to see all these women going down to the beach, and they'd be having little fires after their swims, or having little things of whiskey, and it just looked so much, so much fun. But anytime you saw a guy going down to swim, it looked like he was like the end of a film where he took all of, all, all his clothes and just solo walked down to the sea, and you might never see him again. So I thought there, there's got to be a a kind of crossover or a, a men's group where we can do something similar and and it's just taken out of the, the pubs and clubs which is a very scottish culture uh and just to do something to do something different i think yeah. and that's it kind of started from there well so what i find is amazing is you just for people in audio mark looks like a traditional male great big belly beard i saw a few tats there you know wonderful how does how, how does that mark go from actually fuck it i'm gonna post a picture of my budgies on the internet and just ask people if they want to go for a cold swim was it was that an easy thing to do to sort of be so vulnerable publicly mm. like that um well I, I, i'm a photographer anyway so like I, i'm quite used to posting pictures online and i think uh, I, I i i'd been a part of uh like a couple of beard groups which is quite random but <laughs> and I, I found myself talking to a lot of people online that I've never met before about my problems through a beard group. And I met a few people through that. And I, I found it was easier to talk to a, a lot of people that I'd never met before. Uh, so I think it just kind of stemmed from that, from going from like COVID lockdown and talking to people online to realizing that I, I needed to meet some people mm -hmm. and I needed to, to find a kind of group of support uh, or a group of people round about me. And and I think as soon as you put the, it wasn't always Edinburgh Blue Balls, as our, the first few swims was Edinburgh Men's Mental Health Dips or something something like that. And then we did a vote for a, a new name. But the, I think just the, just having people down there and, uh, and, and meeting people in the flesh that made a, that made a big difference and just the, the the need for to find us that support group was was greater than the embarrassment of posting uh, one picture of me mm. <laughs> yeah good i mean i th i think uh i think when you be vulnerable yourself you encourage others to do the same thing yes. but i think i mean talking from my experience it sometimes takes you to get to a place where it's so ridiculous it's gotten so bad for you to be like yeah. i don't care anymore i'm just gonna I, I, this is me. I'm already naked. Like yes. this is how I'm feeling. Yep. Um, with so okay, so you start Edinburgh Blue Balls. wasn't quite Blue Balls at the start. It was yep. Edinburgh Mental Health Swim Group, or as you call it. How do you go from how do you go from first eight dips to building the thing? And like, talk talk me through that process because it sounds like it. The Edinburgh Blue Balls today isn't quite what you imagined it would be at the start. I mean, 
sort of I, evolved in a way that's hard to predict. Yeah, I think at, at the start, I was I was literally looking for one or two people to go for a dip with. I think so, <laughs> and I think just it's just the power of Instagram, and it's it's weird because we from the very first dip, I did a picture of us, whoever was there before we went into the water. And that's, I thought that was quite, as the, as the weeks went on, there was more and more people coming. And I, I thought, is this quite creepy taking a picture of everyone in their, their speedos before they go in the water? But it's, it's actually worked out really nice because I think if we hadn't done that, then people would rock up at 9.30 or 9.45 and then everyone would go into the water individually and not really as a group. And to see uh, like a bunch, like on a Sunday now, there's like, there's between 50 and 80 people there. And to see them all stopping for a picture and then to turn around and just walk into the water. I mean, that's such a fucking powerful image just to see 80 people just doing something for themselves and going in as one group. And I think because you're going into freezing cold water, that's, I think that's your, your benefit is right there is all going in together and all going through the same thing together. The water hits your balls at the same time. Everyone screams, everyone swears. Everyone's talking just a load of shit to each other because they're just trying to get away from the, the, how cold it actually is. But the, the powerful thing is just everyone going in at the same time. And, I, and I, I'm quite proud that the fact that everyone wants to stop for a picture now. It's, it's a very wild swimming. Uh, everyone has to have a selfie or it doesn't happen. But it, it's it, it's quite a nice thing just to see to see everyone doing that. And I think it, it got... I think as well, I got big because have just having the world, the words mental health in front of anything nowadays, like you're attracting people that want to improve their mental health. And you're also, you're also anyone that goes there is open to helping someone else with their mental health as well. So that, that in itself, it just makes it a, a very good group of people. And it's people from all walks of life that that's, that's coming along and it's to see people with completely different occupations socializing and hanging out together is is just fucking amazing it's it's the and people started now the the dip starts at 9 30 people come along at 8 30 just so they can chat to other people when they're coming along and then we all go for coffee after the dip so it's not just the actual cold water dip itself it's just the the whole process of going down talking to people going down to the beach getting changed getting in getting your photo taken going in the water for and people stay in the water for and that's another good thing about going in all together because people depending on how cold it is some people are in there for two minutes some people are in there for five minutes and some people 20 minutes so it's and i think that's the the thing there's no i think with a there's no there's no need to try and prove yourself and stay in longer than the next person mm. and i think that's the beautiful thing is you just go in and you take what you need from it and you go out and there'll obviously be one or two people out at the same time as you. And it's, I think that that's comes down to breaking down that alpha male and not making it a competition and so, not, not trying to stay in. And I, I've spoke to a few other groups, uh, rugby groups and a few other groups as well. And there's a, a bit of one, one man up ship to try and see who can stay in the longest, which is fucking dangerous for a start. Mm. It's that the group has just never been about that, and it's it's kind of about people supporting each other rather than trying to get one up from each other, which is which is quite an unusual in groups of men. I completely agree. I mean, you perfectly segue into my well, next question of like, how do you? Because we've all all guys have been around groups of men where the air just feels competitive. It, it's not yeah. spoken about, but it's actually like I'm going to one up you, and you're going to one up the other person. Yeah. We're going to try and it's this sort of combative competitive air to it, but no one speaks about it. And then on the flip side, you, I personally have been a group, I know Edinburgh Blue Bulls seems the same, but been around groups of men where it's not about that. It's sort of about how you show up for other people. It's less about yourself, less more about the community as a, as a group, which is mm -hmm. much more fun and actually so much more filling. How do you, how do you foster that? How, how, do, how do you embed that into the culture that they want? Um, I don't know. I think uh, like I showed a lot of vulnerabilities when I when I first started the group, and I told people I was shitting myself about even meeting people when they came down for a swim. And I think a lot of people, a lot of a lot of guys have a lot of anxiety in coming down to new groups. Um, so I think even if I hadn't started the group, I would have, I would have watched it on the beach that I I live on, and probably walked by with my dog for about two years, being very nervous to join. But excuse me. Um, I think it's just. It's it's a very 
I, I don't know. I think I, had we, mm. if there was women, that was one of the reasons I watched that a men's group because men are dicks when there's women involved as well. So if there was women involved, you get. I think you would have a bit of that one up, one man up ship and stuff like that. And there's there's even a point where I was like, oh, maybe we should take a ball down and throw a ball and like a rugby ball or throw it out in the water and stuff like that. And we did that a couple of times. And as soon as you add one other element, again, a bunch of guys that are perfectly normal turn into dicks. <laughs> the ball down in front of your face like try to hit you and stuff like that so i think just taking it down to like complete basics and just like you're stripped to your clothes you're stripped to your work uniform you're stripped to your your building uniform whatever you're you're just it's right down to basics and it's fucking cold so you've you've got you've got nothing to prove you're you're on mm. the same page as everyone i think men society subtly it, it, it points men in a, in, a, in a quite scary direction of you should be X and Y. You should try and achieve more status. You try and achieve more wealth and accumulate things. And it's a very self-centered um, pursuit if you're not careful about it. And um, I think the more men like yourself to be vulnerable and be like, hey, you know, I don't have all figured out at all times a day. And, you know, I'm looking for another group of people who can come and join me on that. I think it's really, really powerful. How do you go about breaking the sort of traditional uh, masculine stereotypes. I mean, I know you said you, you tried to try to bring a few ball games down, and it didn't quite uh, no. pan out. But is, is that something you've consciously thought about of breaking those traditional masculine? I know on your website it says those ma macho stereotypes. How do you well, how do you think about that? I've never like I think I think that just kind of happened more kind of organically, and uh, the, there is a few people that have uh, shown up and tried to do that, and they didn't last very long. But uh, there's, there's the, just the amount of people that have said they come down because they've, they've had a group of friends from, from when they've been at school and they're still on WhatsApp chats with all these friends and they, they love all these friends. It's amazing, but it's quite toxic and it's just about taking the piss out of each other. So, I mean, <coughs> sorry. Um, I think it's, it's more... I, I mean, it's just, it just seems to be such a good group of people that are all there to kind of help each other. And uh, there's, there's no to toxic masculinity there at, at, at all. It's just, it's just people going down there to do something for themselves. I mean, it's, it's something that I wanted, but it's, it's just kind of played out that way. It's with the, the people that come down. And I think people see, see each ever, everyone else acting in a certain way. And they, they just, they kind of get the vibe from the group from the start. Love that. How how what would you what would you say is toxic masculinity? Um, I mean, I think just the way people a lot of, a lot of people were brought up. There's 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 just a lot of um, there's a lot of stereotypes out there, and a lot of men feel like they have to be men and they have to prove something to to other people and to themselves and to their families and not being vulnerable. Um, and just not showing showing your feelings, I think, what it boils down to, really. Mm. Yeah, so the inverse of that, I guess, uh, this, like, new, more nuanced version of masculinity, I guess it, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself, you know, um, on, like, my own journey of, like, what, being the man I want to be. Um, it's, uh, and a big part of that in the recent, I guess, sort of last 18 months has been the realisation of, like, no man's an island. You need a tribe, a, a herd, a crowd, mm. whatever you want to call it, a group. Yep. I think every man needs that. I can't speak for women. I'm sure it's the same. But we're a tribal species. I think it's really, really important. With the, uh, how do you encourage vulnerability? I mean, you, you, it's, I admire how vulnerable you are. But I imagine, A, that takes time. And B, how do you, how do you foster that in the group? I think, you know, like, at the start, I mean, I, I used to just talk about how I was feeling and uh, even just something as little as meeting people at the group as well. So there's little things like that. But we have a, we have a, we've got a kind of WhatsApp chat, which is a bit of banter and a bit of fun. And then we have a couple of groups that's associated or, or chats that are associated to the Facebook. So we have, like, three organized dips a week. But there's so many other times that people can just post, look, I need a dip, or I'm going for a dip at seven o'clock in the morning. Does anyone want to come? And then we have, so that's the kind of dip chat. And then we've got a, another chat, which is uh, a check-in chat. So that's, <clears throat> if you if you just want to open up and have a little check-in, how you're feeling, or if there's anything worrying you, then you can put it in the chat. 
and uh, you'll get like that. You get like three hundred other people looking and reading that and giving you some some bit of wisdom or support uh, from that. So I think that helps quite a lot as well. That's so unbelievably powerful. I mean, there's a nice line I like, which might be a bit cheesy, but I think it's relevant, which is a joy shared as a joy, doubled as sorrow shared as a sorrow halved, right? And if you've got a group of, what is it, 300 people available well, to you? There's, there's, I mean, there's, there's not a membership or anything like that. You just rock up and swim. There's, there's about 4,000 followers on Instagram. There's about 1,000 people on the Facebook chat as well. So it's getting quite big. Amazing, amazing. So <coughs> how do you... Um, how do I word this? I mean, I, I was reading stats this morning of the biggest cause of death in men under 45 is suicide, which is staggering. It's such a, such a shame. Um, on that, apparently, one of the warning signs is isolation. When people aren't feeling mm. too good. They isolate themselves. Not for lack of want, but just they, they can't yeah. see any other route. I'm sure you've had experience with people in the group who suddenly come in quite frequently and then maybe actually drop off a bit. Mm. What? as a group how, how, how do you react to that because if they're not engaging on the whatsapp chat yeah et well i mean it's quite a hard thing because the, the group is so big now so like if there's 80 people coming for a swim on a sunday uh it might be people that come once or twice or stuff like that but i mean my my aim is just for like i, I don't i don't expect everyone to come down and have a group of 80 new friends as soon as they swim as long as someone finds one connection out of that sea of guys that when they come down then I feel like that's that's going to be a great help to anyone that comes down. And uh, it's, I mean, I think every guy, and I, I'm very, uh, like, I do this myself, is if, if you are feeling down, you kind of go into a lone wolf and you kind of want to be alone. And it just it is very, it's very tough. It's very, it's very bad for you. I mean, it's it's something that most uh, most guys do. But I think just having the mixture of the cold water and the community of the, the dips, I think that just makes such a, such a big difference. And there, there, there's always people looking out for each other and the guy that's what the, in, in all the chats, you can see people asking, Oh, I've not seen this person for a while. I hope they're okay. Or, uh, and, and we can kind of, we can't like, we can signpost people into the right places to go to, but it's more just the, the community and the support that they're getting from coming from the swim and just having a, a chat that's away from their family life. And, uh, I think that's, that's just, that's what the group is about. I mean, we'd love to be able to offer uh, a lot more support to the people, to, to some of the guys and some, some guys really need some support, but I think them just coming down and talking to people and doing something different. And the fact that you can get out of your bed on a Sunday morning and haul your ass down to the beach and get into freezing cold water, you've automatically done something for yourself and you feel so much better for doing that. You, that that's a win. If you do nothing else that day, you've done that. And that is a win. And you've done that and you've spoke to people and you've been sociable and you've made a few connections uh, like that. I think that is gold for anyone that's uh, for suffering or the with depression or, or, or lone wolf syndrome, whatever. How do you think about um, the connection with the cold and mental health? It seems to be something that people can't quite explain, but I think, as I see it, it's definitely related to what you just said. I think there's a definite sense of achievement of, mm. I've gone and done something really hard where my yeah. body's telling me to get out, but actually I'm, I'm getting okay with that physiological discomfort. Yes. I'm, you get out and you feel like you've achieved something. How, how do you think about that? Yeah, I know. I think that's exactly what it is. You, you feel... I mean, there's some days, like, especially in Scotland, and you look at the weather and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't even want to get out of bed. <laughs> I think there's out of, like, doing, like, two or three swims for the last two, three years, there's there's probably one or two swims where I'm like, fuck, I wish I hadn't came today. But most swims you come out, you feel elated, you feel amazing, and you're you're like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I came today. That was I was cool. feeling like shit this morning, but I've actually done something for myself, and it gives you a bit of lease. Uh, of life to to actually get out and do the things you were supposed to do that day. I think if, if you stay, especially in the cold water, I think if you stay in a little bit too long in the cold water, it'll make you tired for the rest of the day. But if you come out at the right point, it'll give you that just little bust of energy for for the rest of the day, and you will get shit done that you never thought you would be able to do. So I think that is that is where one of the the main things. Just and I think there's so much 
researchers went into it, the, the fact that you're stressing your body out, it makes you cope with stress in a better way in a day-to-day day day-to-day problems as well. So uh, I don't know how much of all that is true, but I definitely feel it myself. And anyone that I know that talks about going into cold water, they, they, they all swear by it as well. Mm. Well, uh, I mean, you'll be pleased to know Eloise and I have got a brand new cold plunge coming today ah, or tomorrow. Nice. Uh, we, we were in London, so we don't have the sea nearby, but we need something to get cold. And yes. I won before had a hole in it. So we've got a metal one. We can't wait. What's the, what's the sweet spot for you? Five minutes, 10 minutes? Uh, it? I think it depends on the temperature of the water. I mean, it, it changes so much up here. So we've, I'm, I'm lucky in Edinburgh because I live right next to the beach. And but then we've also got a 20 30 minute drive into the hills, and we've got a lot of reservoirs out there. So there's a lot of the a lot of the guys just now, and in the last week, have been going out and like taxing some ice and getting in the water there. So for for myself, as uh, like uh, like 10 minutes at this time, like five minutes at this five to 10 minutes at this time of year, going on to like half an hour when it gets slightly warmer. So love but that. Also, I'm kind of going around talking to everyone and sometimes taking pictures and so i, I kind of keep myself busy with a, a lot of different things in the water but it's it's amazing because we could all be in the water together and then as some, soon as someone looks at their watch and they're like oh that's seven minutes then everyone's like okay that's it and everyone goes out so it's uh it's gonna sheep effect when, when it comes to time to get out so mm. yeah love it love it i think uh there's a nice book i like called old all too soon wise too late and in it is the best definition of happiness i've ever come across but uh, which goes something like uh, you need something to do, someone to love and something to look forward to. And I'd add a fourth of you need to be part of a community, part of a group. Yes. And um, especially like for me, my early 20s was very much, you know, my life's about me, sort of selfish needs a rebrand. I'm going to, you know, meet my ends in life and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And then actually moving towards my later 20s, I sort of this growing realization of actually the point isn't it's not all about me. Um, and I think that's sort of, I don't know, an evolution of me figuring out what sort of being a man is all about and things like that but um on that communal piece how do you what what advice would you have for someone like me to or, or anyone throughout the uk or the world who wants to try and build a community like what you built because it sounds so natural and so you've got a lovely way of making it seem like it's sort of organically fostered um and i think part of my lesson from you today is just actually when you be vulnerable yourself you encourage others to do the same but how what advice would you have for people who want to start a similar community uh, well, I mean, it's interesting because uh, since we started, I think the, there was Blue, Blue Balls and Cornwall, they started up exactly around about the same time as us as well. They might have been slightly before us, but I, like, I got my inspiration from uh, there's a, a group in Sunderland or somewhere, Tyne, Tyneside, uh, Edinburgh, uh, no, it's uh, Ice Guys North, Northeast. And uh, I got my kind of inspiration from them. And I think it's, like I think the the best thing to do is just start something up and let it grow itself. Like not to, if you if you want to lead it, uh, then that's probably not the the kind of community group you should be in in the first place. So I think it's if it, like uh, there's a few times that people have said you should make this into a charity or something like that. But then as soon as you start getting treasurers and uh, secretaries and stuff like that, and then people just have the People want to complain about things. So uh, as long as you keep it as loose as possible and just make sure it can run without you and people rock up for it, then that, that's better. As soon as you as soon as you try and lead something or wins with win with that situation, then you're you're losing already. So mm. that's really interesting. Or, yeah, or I mean, to join join someone else's group <laughs> and then make it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just outsource them, just yeah. going along for the swims, you know. <laughs> but uh, I think it takes someone like you though to 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 build the foundations for people to join. I mean, I don't know, I I don't know one in a, a, commu- a, a similar community in the in, in the area I live. Um, and I think it's a shame. I think these things should be mm. should well, be normal. Think, Everyone should have a community they can plug I think into. I, I would love to see like something like this go around everywhere or. Some I don't know someone to bring it to every little area. I think there's like the cities are good because you've got lots of different groups and it's it's easier to find a kind of community like that. But I, I kind of worry about all the the small like with little places where I came from, <clears throat> which is all small farming communities with like little towns with not 
apart from a bar and there's nothing else to do. Can you share an anecdote of, please don't share the name, but can you share an anecdote or a story of someone who hasn't been in a good way and has come and found a lot of benefit to the group? Uh, yes, there's, there's, I think every single person that joins the Blue Balls has a fucking amazing story. And that's, that's my kind of next project is to, 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 to document some of these, the stories, not just, basically, I just want to put a whole lot of men's stories in a nice kind of art photography book or magazine or annual and I, I want to do that because like every single person I've spoke to in the Blue Balls has just the most amazing story. And there's there's so many wide and different stories there from each one of the guys. There's there there's from all um, from all areas of life as well. And uh, I would I would love to document that just because I think as soon as one person opens up, whether it's on the chat or whether I've interviewed them for like an Instagram thing. As soon as they talk about their their journey, then that just normalizes it for everyone else to talk about. And people do talk about it after after one person has wrote something. There's the, like it, it just normalizes it for everyone else to, to to make it an everyday chat and make it okay to talk about these things. There's whether it's about suicide or uh, bringing up kids or they're like there's there's so many different things that people talk about and I, I would like to do that's my next project is to do a kind of edinburgh blue balls annual with just a whole lot of different story amazing stories from these guys in order so someone else will read them and hopefully that will help them as well i think that would be very very powerful and very useful for men of all ages mm -hmm. so yeah. you're in a quite i mean i was just listening to you talk then you're in a really rare position of you're a man who's in a position to see other men opening up and being vulnerable, which actually, I know if you're in London and you're on the tube and you go about your normal day, how often do you get to be in a position to just be mm. in the front row to men being vulnerable and opening up? And actually, it's probably quite a normal thing for you to see, but I would go as far as to say for most men in the UK, that's pretty a new concept. So what have you learned from being in that position? Oh, well, um, and, uh, I mean, it was quite at the start, I would get a lot of private and individual messages from because I started the group. People, people thought it was like it's it's they should be sharing all their problems with me. So I, I, to, I was getting quite depressed reading about everyone oh, yeah. <laughs> at the start. So I, I kind of had to make that kind of clear that I, like I'm not there individually to to help people because uh, I was getting some some very uh, deep and meaningful stories that was uh, probably affecting my mental health as well. So, uh, but that's what the, that's the whole point of the group is to go down and talk to people and to open up to uh, the group rather than one person. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I came from a very, very small town where no one talked about their feelings. So it's, it I think that, that in that generation, it has changed a lot and for the better. And I think it's, it's, it's only going to get better. Uh, even like I've got kids at uh, primary school and high school now, and some of the stories they they say it was just amazing to hear how how much people have progressed with talking about their feelings and opening up a little bit and wanting to go to therapy and wanting to talk to people. So I mean, I think that's it's 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 definitely a, a good thing. And there's a little bit. I think there's. I mean, there's so many walking groups and talking groups now that are are starting up. I mean, it doesn't need to be the cold water. You could do this through a running group, through a walking group, through any kind of thing, a book group. So there's, I think people are just, if you put mental health in front of any kind of group, you're going to get some fucking amazing people that are open and willing to talk and be very, have empathy for other people that are want to join as well. So, Okay. So actually that's kind of a, that's a good point. So the framing of the group almost self-selects for the people you want, I guess. Yeah. I imagine you get it pretty wrong if you, frame it in, in, in an appropriate way yeah um like blue balls <laughs> yeah exactly okay yeah blue, edinburgh blue balls we didn't take ourselves too seriously yes you know yeah i love that that's yeah. really really cool i mean this is it's why i might going back to it it's why i mudge the um, uh sorry it's why i admire the budgie smuggler brand it's yes. completely non-consensus when they came out yeah. and it's just if you don't take yourself too seriously welcome yes. to the club if you do <laughs> Yes, there's the door. Exactly. Um, that's that's what it is. So, Mark, if it's all right, I 
came across some quotes on your website, which I loved, and I thought they're really powerful for many reasons. And if it's right, we can, I'd just love if you just riffed off and maybe we have a little conversation on a couple of the quotes. They're from uh, people who are part of Edinburgh Blue Balls. Okay. Okay. So the first one from, I've left the names out. Um, Ultimately, I think every time you get into the cold water, it's a little challenge to yourself. And every time you overcome, overcome it, it's a little victory that reminds you you can do anything. And that little bit of triumph every day on top of the encouragement and support of other guys eventually adds up to a whole lot of good in your life. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) I mean, it is, right? But Whoever wrote that, that's who you should have had on the show. (laughs) Better wordsmith than I am. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's a powerful thing to, to, to say. It's that sort of the, it's the compounding of the, I think it's the compounding of two really good habits, which is the cold water, it helps you be vulnerable and mm. guys who are being vulnerable are actually okay to be vulnerable with others. Yeah. So you foster that communication, but it's the compounding over time. I mean, which I think is the key point here. What would you like, how have you seen that? Have you seen, you've seen the evolution of a lot of these, I guess, men, right? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, I, I think that's, I mean, that's, that. I, I, as soon as you said you were going to read a quote there and probably because I put them on the website myself from these quotes, I would have said I'm going to know exactly who that is, but that could be from fucking anyone in the group. That could be, I, th- I feel like that is probably everyone's reason for coming. So that that could be, there's there's very few people that probably won't think that in the group. So, and, and, and just to even to do this all year round, like it's like in the summer, it's amazing. We have like, we could have barbecues or fire pits and hang out on the beach. But in the winter, when in Scotland, when it's pissing down with rain and like hundred miles an hour winds, and people are still turning up, that's that's a that's a sign there that uh, it's uh, it's people people need this in their life. Mm, for sure, there's definitely a there's definitely a, something I'm gonna, I'm, I've been thinking about, and I'm actually going to continue thinking about from our conversation, which is the sort of the compounding of good habits, and I think it's everyone. Mm. You know, it's easy to talk about the physical ones and the one that's obvious, but a question of are you compounding the right mental habits? You yes. Know, are you, I, I think is, um, yeah, definitely something I want to think more about. Um, next quote, if I may. Um, this one I really liked. I mean, I don't know who wrote this, but they, I mean, you talk about wordsmiths. I thought this was some of the best writing I've read in a while. Um, the quote reads, I figured out whatever pain lay ahead was no worse than what was going on inside my head. Wow. Well. Yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> you sure are on the right website? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's, you know, this is Cornwall Bloom now, Edinburgh Blue Balls. Bastards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. They're just all, all the no, worst no, no. down there. I mean, I think there, there's so many people have so many anxieties and there's so much shit going through their head and their their brain is just like going round and round and round and round. And then whatever you're dreading or thinking about or worrying about, as soon as you go in the water, that goes. Like as soon as you touch the water, that is gone. And that's, and, and that it goes for like a, a while after you come out of the water. Like that's why people say, like, I, I don't know how many people say, oh, I feel like I've been reset when I go in the water. Like that's, that's how everyone feels. You, your, your brain just stops. You stop worrying about all the shit that has been going through your head since three o'clock in the morning. And it just stops and you you end up slowly talking to the people that you're next to so uh, yeah I, I i that's a great saying that's that's really nice it's really well i mean foster from a uh, community you started so i mean mm. what, what, a, what an amazing uh group of people you, you're clearly around um what uh what would you say to someone who's on the fence of coming down to for a cold dip with a community I, I, like yours or uh, a, a similar, I, I usually always tell them the, the same the same story I tell over and over again. Is if I hadn't started the group, I would have literally walked by with a dog, because I, I, you can actually see on a Sunday morning you can see people hovering around, and then you'll see them hovering around again, and then they will come and dip with us in a week after that. So I can tell that there is a lot of people on the fence, and it, it is. At the start, it probably wasn't as bad to come down, but now when you've got eighty people all getting fucking naked on the beach and going into the water, that that's quite a daunting thing to come down to. And I mean, the the big the big swims are like so powerful and it's so nice, 
But then I think a, a lot of the guys come and then they start up their own little dips on the dip chat and they'll go with two or three of them. And it could be different people every time. They just, you just put a call out to see who wants to go and dip. And that there is, that's what most people are getting more out of because there's not 80 people that they know that they say hello to and speak to. There's like two or three people and they can have like full on in-depth conversations and actually check in with each other and see how people see how each other are doing. And that's, and that in order to get that, you kind of have to come down to a couple of the, the big swims in order to meet people to, to come and do some of the smaller swims as well. But I think people get a lot more out of the, the smaller group swims. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely, I prefer small, I mean, just in mm -hmm. even in social, in social settings, I prefer smaller groups. I feel like you get much more depth as opposed to just lots of breadth. So yeah, yes. it's kind of interesting the group can split off into smaller, yeah. smaller niches. Yeah. Um, Mark, where, where's this going? Where, what's, what's the future for Edinburgh Blue Balls? Well, I mean, we've, we've, we've already done a, we did a, a thing on a BBC program uh, recently or last, I think last year we did that. We've had, we did quite a few podcasts, but I mean, the main thing for the group is just to keep on doing what we're doing and to, to try and stick with that formula. Um, I think that's the, I mean, there's, there's blue balls since, since we've started, there's, there's been about 10 other blue balls groups started since then. So, and, and that's like, that's amazing that the people are trying to get in that. But what I would, I would like to do is some sort of kind of annual or magazine to try and kind of home in on the, the culture of the blue balls and the, the, just, as I said, the kind of real life stories of some of the guys and like, just trying to get that community put down onto paper. So then more people can read about it and more people can hear about it, not for not for the Edinburgh Blue Balls, but just for themselves. For sure. People to read about things so they can improve themselves. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, it's definitely a message that resonated with me. I mean, instantly from just being on your website. I, I, the, the two main thoughts I had was, one, I want to be part of a community like this. And then two, why I'd never heard about something like this before. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's a new thing. And on the outset, it could be a bit, well, so there's a group of men who go cold swimming yeah. together in budgies and talk about their feelings. I mean, 100%. Like, it could be done anywhere as well. Cause I mean, I think my, my initial plan was, I think I set it in September and I thought that, okay, it's going to be too cold by December or January. So we could take it out to one of the nice old, like kind of Georgian uh, swimming pool, the council swimming pools. And you could still do it. Like I was still thinking it was going to be a group of eight people. And then you could do it in some of the, the pools and just go for like a, an old school swim and just have a chat around with your, your mates and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it, it, I feel like it could be done anywhere. The blue balls, the kind of ethos of the blue balls could be done anywhere in various forms as well, whether it's uh, hiking. We've, we've did quite a few hikes with the blue balls as well. And that's been, that's been like a really, really nice experience because the swims are, or the dips are very, it can be very short especially in the winter when it's windy and rainy and people just want to get back in their cars and get warmed up again, where you go for a hike and then you're, you're with these group of guys for like two, three hours. And that's like the, the amount of talking you can do with that is amazing as well. So, I mean, you could start up a blue balls group doing anything really. That's, that's a really interesting tangent. The, uh, the I'm a, I can't remember where I read this line, but context shapes behavior. And so you're in the context of the sea and it's cold and that obviously renders itself to a, a different type of chat you'd have with the yes. people you've just met or whatever. So you said hiking works as well. Mm. What, what environments don't, I mean, how's the pub, for example? I mean, do you get the same, um, do you get the same openness? Do you get the same vulnerability or do people default back into like, I'm in a pub, I know how to behave in a pub. I'm not going to be. No, well, we do a, we do a Thursday night dip uh, and we go for a dip at 6.30 and then a bunch of us go to the pub straight after for a burger and a beer. And we, there's a little pub, near the beach uh called the porty tap and they have tons of non-alcoholic beers and a ton of alcoholic beers as well so i mean you can choose your choose your poison there um but it's it's, it's amazing how many there's there's a lot of uh non-drinkers in the group and they've kind of replaced cold water dipping with going to the pub which is uh, is very interesting just to see how to someone that is improving themselves and stopping drinking uh like they almost get addicted to doing every single dip 
like they would do going to the pub on a certain night. Oh, so they replaced the pub with cold swimming? Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. That sounds yeah. good. It's I've funny. Not, but uh, it should happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a, there's a, there's a time for both. I think both yeah. you could live a life where you go to the pub and have fun with your friends yeah. and also go and join your cold swimming group. There's yeah. another line I really liked on your website, um, which was one night in the pub, we had a grave digger sitting next to a lawyer, sitting next to a photographer, sitting next to a bus driver. And I love that because it's so, it's so far from traditional, yeah. what do you do for a living? Or the yeah. question people ask kids of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, yeah exactly. I think that even just, you could go to a Sunday swim and go there for six months and speak to the same person. And it's probably one of the only situations I've ever cool. been in my life where you don't, you don't actually know what this person does. You feel like you're actually mates with them. You feel like you see them every Sunday. You talk to them and you talk to them about the, the swim, the dip, the cold water, the weather, the, what they've been doing. But because you're, I think, I don't know whether it's because you're stripped down to your your trolleys, like you, you, you don't actually know or give a shit what someone does for a living. You don't actually give a shit what they do. And it's, there's very few circumstances in life where that's not in the first two minutes of questions. And that's, that, that is pretty amazing. And that's, uh, yeah, for, for this, the stories that I'm going to do for this uh, book or magazine, I, just, I wanted to ask them their occupation just so I could see all the different types. But then I actually felt bad because like it's, it works so well with people not actually knowing or caring what each, each other does. So that's, uh, it's beautiful. I think, uh, I think in places like London, <laughs> men especially can forget that you're not your job yes you, know, you, you should be and there is much more to you than mm. you are a lawyer or an accountant or whatever yeah. it is a bus driver and actually i think too much of a career focus yes you forget who you are as a bloke yeah and uh that extrapolated over 30 years i think you can waste a lot of living um, yeah. which is quite scary and i think what you what you're what you're actually asking someone is how do you make money which when when I, when when you think of it like that, that's it's pretty rude. How do you make your money? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. It's that's rude. Pretty. It's it, it's rude, and it's I think it's baked into a old, um, an old society of well, where are you in this like uh, the societal um, hierarchy? And yeah. I think the men yeah. I admire most, they they their definition of success isn't in I'm at the top of a hierarchy. It's in I'm the I'm in the absence of any. Yes. Um, yes which I love and definitely what I want to try and aspire to be. Um, with, uh, with the, do you think cold is part of a leveler of like removing these labels of like your job or whatever it is? Do you think that there's something about the cold that strips you from the sort of societal veneer or however you want to call it? Yeah, I think because you, you're, you're, you're kind of going, your, your body is going through such a drastic change at the time you, you kind of, you stop thinking about the, the things that you would normally think about. So, and everyone's to do that in a group scenario with so many people going out in the water at exactly the same time, everyone is stripped of that. So I think, I think it is the cold and yeah, I think uh, the fact that no one's got any clothes on half the time. So it's, mm. you're not, you're not seeing what someone looks like in their normal day-to-day -day workwear. So I think that, yeah. Yeah, there's no uniform. I think yep. actually what I learned from this conversation is, is another one of hard things sort of they, they tear away the male ego a bit. Hard mm. cold or whatever it's hard exercise or hard conversations. Or, yes. Um, it's actually a pretty hard thing to be vulnerable, I'd say as well. Like all those things, I think they tear away that male ego, whatever you want to call it, pride. I'm not quite sure what the right word is. but well, yeah, if that, you're, you're going into the sea in fucking December and a pair of budgie smugglers, you're, you're pretty vulnerable anyway. So like you yeah. might up the whole way through so I, I, sorry go ahead no no please that, i think the the even just with the budgie smugglers there is there's quite a few of the guys that had wearing them at the start and it took a while but then like like a lot of people like i and i, I always still tell people and it's on the website please come in a scuba suit if you want like you can wear anything you want like there's there's no there's no drill or anything like that but i mean the amount of people that say, oh, I would have never worn these or I would have never worn a pair of budgie smugglers a couple of years ago. And now with uh, like there's 80 people there of all different shapes and sizes, people are, are absolutely loving the budgie smugglers and just the confidence to go out there. And, and it's 
all all shapes and sizes, which is amazing. It's such a nice thing to hear people talk about that. Oh, love it. Get, you know, none of this covering of the thigh. Get it, get rid of it. Just the budgies. That's, that's what we want. Well, look, I need to order myself a pair of Edinburgh Blue Balls budgies. I need to come up to Edinburgh. I want to join one of these swims if I'm, uh, if I'm allowed. Please. It'd be so fun. Um, would love the opportunity to see uh, see the group, what it is, and actually yeah. take part. Oh, you're welcome anytime. We'd love to have you guys up there. Awesome, awesome. And people, people do bring... Like their partners, like there's a lot of women do come and swim with us. So you can kind of invite the your partner or anything like that. We or if you've got if people coming up and staying, we always get them to bring the, the anyone in with us. So it's okay. not not exclusively male. So okay, great. You you'd be pleased. No, it's not exclusively male. <laughs> so we, my partner and producer of this wonderful yeah. show, Eloise, is a avid cold fan. Um, actually, our first date was in a cold pond. So guys. yeah. Wonderful. Look forward to it. Um, okay, Mark, with uh, a couple of my favorite questions, if I may, what surprised you most about this whole thing? Um, I think just the the general support people are showing for each other and uh, just how coming from a very small town and brought up in toxic pubs and stuff like that, just how how amazing everyone gets on and how everyone's kind of willing and open to help each other. Uh, that's, and, and how big the whole thing has got as well. That's, that's pretty surprising as well. So yeah, no, that's good. Great. And, uh, you can interpret this however you like. What is the kindest thing someone's done for you? This is the one question that I was meant to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's, there's so many, like there's so many, so many things I could, I could think of, um, but I think just just in the last few years is just uh, like I, I've been going through quite a lot of shit in the last few years and a lot of life changes and uh, uh, things happening and just it could be any one of the guys, just some of the guys reaching out away from the chat and just uh, making sure I'm okay. So there's there's things my kids do for me every day that's uh, a nicest thing I could say that but uh, within the scenario of the the blue balls there's just some of the guys in there reach out away from like the kind of the, the chats and stuff like that and uh, I think that's like blows my mind it's nice love that it's really nice the uh, yeah I know I've, I've needed my I'm very grateful to have the friends I've got around me mm. and um you know, it, it, it's two-way traffic as well. You're there yeah. when they need a need a hand and vice versa. Um, beautiful answer, Mark. Look, I've had a really great time chatting to you. I've learned so much and, you know, you're definitely a man I admire. Really, really admire what you've done, admire how you've done it, most importantly. So thanks so much for wasting your time with me. Um, would <laughs> love you. to love to come up to Edinburgh and would love to get you back on the show at some point. 100% would love that. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. <laughs>